96. This is 96. Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight, we are going to talk about the subject of the soul. What is it? Very soulful concept, to mm -hmm. be sure. The soul is not really as accessible, but then again, it's there constantly. The soul is a very unusual concept. Uh, the reason this is unusual is that when you are just soul, you don't have a brain. You're just soul. And down here, and it is down here, although it could be up here, depending on which point of view you want to choose, uh, everything runs through your brain. Everything is the establishment that is your brain. Uh, more specifically, it's the brain's vocabulary, the words it thinks in, the reality your brain creates. But that isn't much of a that's not really much of a picture of reality, although to us it's absolutely everything. Look, there it is, it's, it's everything. Look, look, how can it, okay. So the soul itself is a very different concept. When um, many years of taking people between lives and taking them to where their soul is just their soul, there's a completely different perspective on everything. When you enter into car incarnation, it's like you're placing a bet like there's something to actually lose. Like you, you could end up living a whole lifetime and end up less than you were. None of this is true. <laughs> All of this is the product of the brain we're sitting here thinking in. But it's like we've put down the stakes that we're going to um, get this advance. But the advance, it's not possible to not advance. Never been done, never will. It is all product of the brain. Yeah, and you're right. That really is a belief. And uh, now that you mention it, that's actually extremely profound. That if Thank we you. just offer um, the idea to people that you do not have to think that 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 you could possibly lose, it, it changes the whole game completely. Oh yeah, it's a safe universe because mm -hmm. there's no such thing that's not safe. Mm -hmm. So this entire process we've entered into is total fiction from the soul's point of view. Yet the soul really does have to do this. The soul desires to do this. Uh, okay, so, so it, essentially if we're changing the basic fundamental core reality of the idea that we cannot lose this game, that whatever <laughs> Never we been do, done. it can't be lost, yeah. what would you do? How would you look at your life differently? How would you then look at events where you thought you failed, or that you let someone down, or that you lost something? How would that be? You would then look at it as a roadmap, as a direction change, yeah. that I, I do feel that when those things come up that we could easily term as something negative or oh no, what happened? Mm -hmm. I see it as a redirection, a road sign saying go over here, and we yeah. wouldn't have gone over there otherwise. And so to look at your whole life like that is a fascinating concept. Very different from what it is we're taught. You've always been saying, it reminded me of it, but it slipped away, um, some concept. Let me go forward in the mm -hmm. uh, flight path. So the um, soul, okay, uh, the bet put in, the not seeing it through the brain, but seeing it through the soul. So. Uh, another thing to understand is that even when you're disincarnated, you are still basically a heart. You are still that sense of feelings, the sense of feelings. So 
when we can uh, get to the point that we recognize our soul as something that generates love. For years and years I've talked about the idea that uh, the heart is a love generator. And so because of the brain, the brain does nothing but inhibit in a very real way. Um, so when the, soul, when the brain decides to inhibit the love that the heart is generating, this is referred to as high blood pressure because the love will simply increase its pressure and that's how people just tank from a heart attack. They had all of these feelings that wanted to come through. The brain forbid this and so the, the love just built up to the point where they clock. It's just done. Well, so that's a very different thought. way to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, when we talk about the idea of the soul, which yeah. is really an interesting thing, I think pretty much everybody that, um, that would define the soul through their own spiritual beliefs are going to talk about it in a different way, describe mm -hmm. it differently. I heard uh, one definition that I did hear that I thought was really fascinating, and to me it feels true, is Deepak Chopra said one time that, well, first of all, Seth brought these concepts forth many, many yeah. decades ago, and they were probably brought forth by other people prior to that, like Ledbetter and some other people. But the idea that the universe is a vibrating energy and that if you look at an atom, it's mostly empty space and all that. So essentially, he was saying that our soul is consciousness that exists between the scaffolding of the physical reality. So it's a consciousness. It is in consciousness by virtue of its nature, is forever growing. It, it consumes experience, just like we step it yeah. down into physical reality and consume food or information in that way. So we crave new experience or experiences. And I think when we get down here, when we step it down to physical reality and get into this interface called, called our body and our brain, and I have always thought of our brain as a vibrational interpreter and that we program the interpreter to base it on certain criteria. So if you change your criteria, like what you brought up earlier, which was brilliant, look at your life as if you can't lose, like there's no game that you're going to be losing, that you're merely here to consume, to eat, consciousness and its experience. And then it's metabolizing of that experience into wisdom or more insight into a growth, a growth for itself. It's very different then. No, oh, yeah. Now, how, how do we find that soul within ourselves? That's the point. Which I think is the whole reason we're here, is to discover that. It becomes very visible, yet elusive, so that we will find ourselves continually looking for it, because that is the motivator, that curiosity or whatever that drives us forward. And one other quick thing, I had a dream a number of years ago where I had some condition with my brain in the dream, and I couldn't walk. It was, it was almost like um, my muscles wouldn't allow me to walk. I would tell my legs to move, and they wouldn't move. And I was extremely dizzy, and it was hard to walk when the room was spinning. And this guide came to me and said, find your real self, find your true self. And so I looked and looked and looked. And she said, find the part of you that's not dizzy. It exists in there. Um, you could just as easily say, find the part of you that's not sick, if you have problems going on in your life right now. Or nice if you're well feeling put. sad, find mm -hmm. the part of you that's not sad. So after some negotiating in my own mind, I found that part, and I was 
really dizzy and I was walking down a slanted incline and I found the part of me that exists beyond all these experiences. I found the experiencer and I was able to walk down even though I was still dizzy. I, I rooted myself in that and I walked down. Mm -hmm. And now that I look back, I think that is one way to look at the soul. Well, the soul is a very interesting concept. It's like down here in the body, we can only see one side of the coin, and that is the physical incarnation being run by the brain. Yet the soul who chooses to incarnate, more or less must incarnate, in, uh, because down here you can get traction that you cannot get up there, and mm -hmm. I'll just leave it up and down so we understand what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Up there, there isn't the brain-driven concept of good and evil. It just doesn't exist. For those expecting to go to hell, by the way, no, that's just not what's going on. You keep, hang on to that if you really must. Punish yourself with it all you want. But it's, it's just not real. It doesn't work that way. So the two sides of the coin. So the soul itself uh, cannot get as much growth as the soul that will incarnate and then we'll be out of incarnation and regenerate and then go back and incarnate. That's basically what we look like. For a long time, it is possible to leave the wheel of karma, as it's called quaintly, uh, but you can get all of this experienced well enough not to have to continue becoming a body. You could always volunteer I have the feeling I may have done that. Uh, always volunteer to come back to be a human again. Uh, for, uh, um, first of all, this word soul, uh, there really isn't an atom that doesn't have a soul connection to it. This is uh, the camera that I'm looking at now has a soul, the chair I'm sitting in. Um, these devices, has, everything has a soul, it really does. And so there are many cultures that have not driven the brain so far that they can't understand everything, that will quietly sit and talk to the tree, you know, a tree, I love you, and I embrace you, and thank you for your nuts, and thank you for your shade, and thank you. And that's very real, and that's very connected to what the soul actually is. Uh, the more you're looking at it, let's clear-cut this thing, we'll build a lot of houses with it, you know. Yeah, there's sort of a separation going on there that it wouldn't be there with the primitive person, because they're still connected. Their children are much more in touch with their souls. Uh, the older you get, more or less, the less you become, and then there's a certain point where you start to fold back into being more of a soul. I believe that's referred to as senility by our current uh, culture that we live in. Okay, so the soul then that, uh, and you can be so fried by an incarnation you know, when you go back up, you go, oh, I'm not going back, nope, I'm not going back, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And they'll be patient and they'll be loving towards you and you'll receive counseling and they'll talk to you about um, the grand experience of being incarnate. Okay, so that um, you are driven to want to reincarnate because this is a lot of fun. You get a body, you get sensuality, you get food, you get air to breathe, you get to go swimming, you get to build things, you get to do all these physical things that are experiences that cause the soul to see things from a higher visage of love, 
Okay, so the latest book, Why Is This Love, which would be what I might call it at this particular moment in time. Why is this experience love? Because we don't get it, blah, blah, blah. But this idea of the um, uh, soul and it's now. You can hear your soul a lot. And as a matter of fact, your soul will not shut up. It's that simple. You know how you'll do, we have a word for it that sort of imposters it, but it's close in a way. My conscience wouldn't, conscious, what is that word? Conscience. Conscience, conscience would not let me do that. I could hmm. not just litter, I could not just do this. Because some part of me, which is the soul, uh, is, in the, you know, is in this process of desiring to become a better being. Well, may and I that's the argument. On sure. the conscience, before yeah. before you go further, because uh, I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. There are lots of ways to look at that. Mm -hmm. uh, conscience can also be the the pre-programmed uh, subconscious mind, mm -hmm. where we are taught, "Don't do this." Mm -hmm. Like uh, like the um, heaven and hell concept is: you get an ice cream cone if you do your homework. If you don't, you can't go to the uh, movies tomorrow that punishment and reward system that we use with children. And at one time, our consciousness was as children, in a way, we are growing in consciousness, so we don't mm -hmm. have to have that anymore. So I think it's very tricky for people to differentiate the conscience from old beliefs. And I tell you, uh, the conscious, conscience that you're talking about, maybe another way to see it is not that voice that says, don't do that, because we, we have a battle between the angel and the devil on our shoulders all the time. <clears throat> One saying we're not measuring up and the other rebelling against that, and that acts out in every area of our life. And so if you can find the source of that and come back into oneness with yourself, you, you have happiness. But the thing that lets you know what's right for you, I almost feel that the soul is not an evaluator at all and maybe doesn't order us around or dictate anything to us. It just is a feeling, a perception, uh, a point of pure perception without any evaluator. And so when we're moving in not in accordance with that, just like, uh, and here's where it agrees with what you were saying, we feel something that says I'm not moving in accordance with this true self, uh, but maybe it is more expansive than a conscience, so, so we can look to different areas uh, other than a conscience. Well, yeah. and it's more about, rather than being driven by this is a bad or a good thing, it's, it's being pulled by this is who I am. And it takes a lot of experience with life to get there to where we actually feel that. And it's no longer a debate in our mind, but that it's an actual pull. Well, there's the concept of the evolution of the soul, mm -hmm. which is what's going on for all of us. If we, we found younger souls, we've seen that these souls have not had as much experience incarnate, mm -hmm. if you follow what I'm saying, and that seems to be identifiable. I just want to differentiate the voice, which is separate from the brain. The brain is going to be black and white, good and bad, and I attempted to get it across with the idea of, you know, my conscience tells me not to do this. But the soul, what the soul is to be understood as is a form of love. So rather than that being punished with an ice cream cone or however that worked, um, you know, to understand that the conscience, uh, to continue on with the point, is that the, um, uh, the part of you that absolutely loves that's your soul pretty pure. 
Okay. Now there are those with the black heart who absolutely love to see the world burn, who, et cetera, et cetera. This is not about good and bad, it's about love, mm -hmm. and love is not about good and bad. Right. If somebody burns it down, then that means they're gonna rebuild it. Thank you for getting rid of the old. You know, you, you really wanna turn it in for a new body every once in a while, a few hundred years at least. But this concept of um, understanding what part of you is actually directly your soul. Now the soul has agreed to what it amounts to uh, part in a play that is your life. And the, the soul agreed to, for example, I agreed to be in a male body, I don't know why, but here I am. And uh, so that's pretty written stringently in what my role will be. Okay, so the soul has agreed to, in my case, the experiencing of being male in 2014 under these circumstances with these resources and these goals. Okay, and but as we say, it's all completely safe. There's no possibility of being backpedaled in a given lifetime. It doesn't matter if you just sit here, I'm not doing a thing for the rest of my life, there. And that'll be okay because you, as a being, chose to have that experience. And it's all experience. And then you'll be having nothing but passive experiences, but they'll, they'll still be experiences. Hmm. So the growth that's augured from this is a very important concept for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think also it, it's, you know, I know we're getting kind of maybe to um, more uh, philosophical levels on this, which is great, yeah. but there are different levels to seeing what the soul is. Now, mm -hmm. if you look at everything as existing in multi-dimensions, and in each dimension, they're going to appear very differently. So let's just say the soul appearing in physical reality may be that part of us that has compassion and can put ourselves, because we feel connected enough to the oneness of all things, mm -hmm. to not harm another person, okay, or what, whatever. And that's how the soul manifests in physical reality. Then you get in mental reality, and maybe the soul is the part that says, look at the big picture and um, sees a more expansive view. And then you get into the spiritual realms. And it's like we are the same thing in all dimensions, but we express according to the environment that we are in. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of the things we're talking about now, they're all true, like the conscience, I was uh, not disputing that, but I thought it was an, uh, a good opportunity to talk about the conscience because that has been something that's been fed to us uh, through religion. So I just wanted to make that side note. It wasn't detracting from what you said. Mm -hmm. uh, what you were saying is the soul manifesting on that level of awareness tells us who we are by making it uncomfortable for us to do something that we are not. But with free will, we certainly can litter or whatever that mm -hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. And then ultimately, overall, everything is always going to move us forward and we don't have the bad and good and the win and lose. Okay, so now let's... let's Even though we agreed to the illusion mm -hmm. in order yep, to evolve. Yep, yep. Well, I think we have to shrink down in order to get into the interface that is physical reality. Um, our left brain is our Sherpa, that, or, or our ego, as we call it, is our Sherpa that helps us negotiate this reality and all that. But what, what is it that everyone seeks? I, I recently posted on Facebook, and a few people answered really wonderfully. The question was, what are you seeking and what are you avoiding? 
I think that could be probably one of the most uh, revealing questions that we could answer. Very well put. Like, what are you seeking? Is it attention from your father? Is that something you're still seeking with your boss? Are you seeking love and um, forgiveness for you standing up your fifth grade uh, best friend? Are you seeking that forgiveness in other people and you'll never be able to feel it because that's not the person you're looking for it from? What are you seeking? And then what are you avoiding? And <clears throat> people were answering like, I'm avoiding, one person even said they're seeking and avoiding the same person. And I think that that, that just said it right Says there. Says it all, yeah. I agree so with that. I would I would put that forth to you because I think ultimately what we seek is oneness with ourself and if we seek attention approval forgiveness it's to get that wedge that we've put between us and ourselves out of there so that we can feel loved and loving and lovable and all that mm -hmm. and what we avoid is something that drives that makes that wedge bigger so if you just ask yourself those two questions and answer very honestly, and I know it's, it's people's first reaction, oh, I just seek my own approval and I see. Now we have these pat answers of what we think we should quote unquote be as spiritual beings, but I, I would ask you to leave that behind too and say, really, what is it? You'll get to such a core thing and once you pull that wedge out, your spirit, your soul is there. Yes, removing that. It exists that. when things, like when you plug in both sides of you, the soul mm. is very apparent. Yes, removing a wedgie is always a relief. <laughs> uh, I'd like to point. point out that we yes. are a live call-in program. And if you have any questions, we would love to hear and answer your questions. The whole point of this program is a more evolved you. That is what we do here. And uh, just to uh, start back up with our conversation on the soul. Do call that, in if you wish. Start back up. That was part of it. Yeah. That yeah. was a, that was on the subject. Yeah. So the, uh, <laughs> the higher frequency you and the physical body earth incarnate you are different, are separate, but extremely connected. I, I did a meditation to meet my other incarnations very long time ago. And I was walking in the woods after the meditation and I was suddenly uh, on either side of the little path I was following through the woods, um, there were thousands of me's, thousands of me's. And uh, as I walked, they began to applaud. And I uh, was wondering, you know, why, are, why, are, why am I applauding me? What is this all about? And they felt that within the constructs of the timeline, I was the latest and therefore to be the most successful version of me. And as I passed male and female, uh, you know, assorted costumes from assorted times, so forth and so on, I got an overwhelming sense of um, fulfillment from that uh, uh, moment in time. And it made me, uh, I've had a different feeling since that particular moment. It opened the door for so me. So you felt you were more in connection with your soul? Yeah. The, basically, the kind of the, evolved soul wouldn't make any difference if you were incarnate or not. And there's occasionally ones we would cite somebody like Gandhi, you know, somebody who can actually walk the talk, okay, as a sort of the deal. Now, the, as we said, the idea of the graduate soul, I've spent so many years taking people in the past lives and I don't know how many people have opened with the question, you know, I have to incarnate again. 
And you know the answer is yes. <laughs> you just know that. It's automatic. That concept. You know I what know. I'm talking about. I yeah. Know. I know. Yeah. So there is the point at which you would go on to something else, but it will involve incarnation. It just won't be uh, quite the way we think of a body. For example, the moon has a soul. For example, Mars has a soul. Mars went through a lot of stuff. Well, but, yeah. Yeah, and that's very true. Um, the Hindu faith and um, uh, several others do believe that everything has a soul mm -hmm. and that like rivers have a soul and you can definitely feel it. If you walk by a river, they all have their own energy, their own uh, essence. And there's a movie called Spirited Away that I absolutely love. I highly recommend it. It's an animated uh, mm -hmm. uh, movie. But, well, I, I don't want to go into it because I want you to watch the thing, but it, it brings forth that idea, the essence of water and, and the spirit of it oh, yeah. and the ocean. So a soul is a consciousness that you can feel, you can perceive, and so everything has that. And that is an interesting thing. In that way, we are at one with everything, and we can communicate with everything. No, technically we're at two with everything. You know, because of the two sides of the coin, the soul and the Well, I think it's about getting a wedgie out yes, uh, from between things so that you can get on with it. And I really think, you know, asking the question that I was talking about earlier is the thing that gets that wedge out. Because as long as we are in polarity, yeah. we're in argument. We are, all, as long as we are in polarity, we are in an argument internally. It's forever fighting. I've mm -hmm. described it in EFT as we're sure. a stream, and if you drop a boulder in it, which is a trauma, a belief, or whatever, the water has to flow on either side. And each, with varying, differing opinions, they're going to be fighting forevermore. And until you do something about that, you're going to be very unhappy overall. And it's going to be mirrored in your life. You're going to, that conflict's going to show up. So would we then say that once we walk through these conflicts within ourselves, we become more aware? of ourself as a soul? Yeah, of course. Okay. That uh, is the deal. So the, the soul, ha the, there is a purpose to all this. It's not just a game set up by some gamer that's, you know, on another planet going, oh, look what I can do. This is um, the process of our evolution occurs both physically and mentally and on soul level. You know, the, the child brain, the adult brain, the Etc. The same thing with the soul. Yes, that's the way. That's their red sign brain. For, red brain. <laughs> sign for. No, it's red brain. <laughs> now this is you dialing the phone to call in, but um, this concept of understanding the uh, the process of who you really are, which we did some mm -hmm. time ago, uh, talking about um, uh, accepting your true nature, allowing yourself to be yeah. who you really are, and therefore able to change. Uh, is applied to this also because if you will realize you are your soul as well and that's okay because people will battle with this. Yeah, well if you if you don't think of it as a separate entity it's very mm -hmm. easy and I think that's one of the things that we tend to do. If you look at it as a pure perception without any beliefs surrounding it, without any preconceived ideas, you can find it. Like in my dream, find the part of you that doesn't, like whatever's going on in your experience. Like right now, you may be at home sitting there worried about your job or your money or your relationships or whatever that's going on. Find something that's preoccupying you and then sit for a moment and find the you that doesn't feel that. 
And it can be an incredibly deep exercise to do that. And once you find that place, it, the more you do it, the more times you do it, the more you live there in your pure perception. And only then will you have the beliefs that you, that are, are, are the basic beliefs that are necessary to function in physical reality. Back in the early 80s, I did a whole teardown of my whole structure of what I believed about reality. And I started seeing that there was no core reality, that it was all a perceived reality. And that then from tearing that down, you can reconstruct it to be closer to that pure perception. But one thing I would like to say real quick, if, if that's okay to pause for a moment, we're approaching our 700th show in a few weeks, and we are inviting audience members. The studio's not real huge here, but um, we would love everybody to come in and celebrate with us. So if anybody watches the show, if you have over the last 15 years or 14 and a half years with Neville and I, if you've gotten something out of the show, if it's helped you, we've brought new concepts, we've We've talked about this whole stuff that everybody's on board with now, many decades before other people were yeah, bringing yeah. that forward, often to our own detriment because we, we got very ridiculed for what we did for a number of years. So if you've gotten something out of it and you feel appreciative or you'd like to celebrate with us, write me, telepathictv at yahoo.com, and come and sit in on our 700th show. It's a lot of television, 700 hours of this. And secondly, it's about a month we, from now. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for sharing. Um, I'll publish the date, or we'll announce it next week. Mm -hmm. Also, we're going to be doing uh, some add some new things to the show, and Neville and I are going to bring out all of the workshops we've taught over the years that we're no that we've retired, and we're going to teach them on the show for free. So it's going to be a very interesting period of time. We're going to have a different subject where we teach. Things crystals, like, for uh, we're gonna we, maybe even next week we'll teach uh, part of our crystal class, whatever mm -hmm. we can do in an yeah. hour. Um, Neville and I have been studying this stuff, and I tell you, I really classify myself as a scholar. That's pretty much all I do 24/7 for many years. Is I, I research, I experience this kind of stuff. I've got reams of things that I've um, done, and so uh, we'll be doing like I'll. I've retired my divination tools class many years ago. I'll bring that in, teach people mm -hmm. all about that, and spirit guides, and you're going to do the Merkaba, maybe the language codes, um, totem animal spirit guide class. Yeah. We're just going to do many, many of that stuff. We're just going to give it to the world uh, mm -hmm. like we've been doing all these years. So happy yeah. anniversary to us and all of our lovely crew that has been with us for all these years. Yeah, you get to see the crew on the 700th show. Mm -hmm. We'll get a lot of crew that night, I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, then we will reveal the soul of the show, which the, the, all, of, all of us here, but there's a lot of people that make this happen too. Mm -hmm. And the soul is the subject this evening, and mm -hmm. it's truly an invulnerable thing. Uh, it can be blown by, the incarnation part of it's very interesting because there's, um, angelics that have agreed to specialize in assisting, um, don't care for the word balance, if balance were actually a real word, uh, everything would stop. Because balance is this implication that what keeps the universe moving is the lack of balance. The universe is always seeking balance but never arriving at balance. 
and that's how you can move, that's how everything happens. This, um, okay, so understanding the word balance and yet understanding that we seek it but not arrive at it, there's a balance that you can get to, that you can get away from past a certain level and then there are angels that agreed to uh, take souls between incarnation and treat them in a very kind and loving way so that the uh, soul in particular uh, resets. You know, a few of us have gone a little off cue here. <laughs> you know, the idea of the uh, serial killer and things like that, uh, where the soul has become so caught in the illusion that they have well, to be, you know, just, so, just for people but, to but feel better about things. But the things that you brought things. up tonight about the bad and the dark hearts and right. all that, yes. I just would like to say too, mm -hmm. that what our brain does is it seeks to understand, like, well, why are they doing that? Like, why did the person kill this person and do that? Uh, because not, not only are, it's because we're curious, but we wanna feel safe as people to, to in all that. And I would say sometimes, then trying to understand the why when it's not concerning your particular reality is at times uh, spinning your wheels because sometimes well, it's just not for you to understand why? and we have to be willing to say, I don't understand why some people do that. I personally don't understand. Can I theorize that they've got something to learn, that they have a contract? Yes, but that's as far as I know. I can't perceive why and all I know is that there's some, I, I have to have the faith that there's something out there that That's is, what I was talking there, about. Yeah. There's something out there. Mm -hmm. Our angels that agree to work with people, uh, work with souls. I meant circumstances, like things yeah. they're learning. I'm just saying that it's not, we're not isolated. There's a group of us. We, can't, we all came with a soul group, a group that agreed to incarnate throughout time. We've known each other before. We've had other lifetimes together. You've seen this. You have met people that you, the soulmate or the idea that you're traveling through time with a particular person. And that uh, relationship in that particular dynamic is based on other incarnations that the two have had together. Well, the, the, advance the place beyond when we go back to being just souls without bodies, which happens every once in a while. That place is like a class party. It's like the, what do they call it at the end of the, uh, the, end of the play, all the a cast party, class party or cast party, where all of the souls that were in this incarnation, and it's not like there's, it's not like good and bad, like the person that shot me when I see them when I die. I will embrace and love that being because I already did the work on me. I could have been off balance about that and then had, you know, received therapy on the other side. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not disputing you now. Yeah, just okay. say what you're saying. I, 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 it's I all, am. There's so I many am. truths and there are just yeah. so many facets. I, we could take any subject, like, like I've said about the coffee cup. Sure. That if I is if the handle's on the left to me, I can swear, take pictures, have scientists validate me. Yeah. You on the other side could also take pictures and say it's on the right. If we allow ourselves with 360 degrees of truth, yep, wonderful. And you know, I think that we all have to walk the path to get there. I don't think there's any human being alive that will will go there. And so that also means yeah. that that side of it. But what I was bringing up, the, the real essence of what I was bringing up 
was the idea of us having to know why on everything. And I understand that that does take us to another level of understanding and the having to know why will elevate us up above the situation so that we can see it from a higher view. It's a, the curiosity, it's the thing, the desire to know does pull us forward. Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes we can get stuck in that. Like, well, why? Yeah. I've got to understand why my boss gave that other person the raise. What that does is it keeps you stuck. Now, there well, are times the when word. we ask why, yeah. but it keeps you stuck in powerlessness. Uh, as Buddha said, the cause of all suffering is a resistance to what is. If we question what is too much, we get stuck in it and we resist it and therefore we, we, you know, it just becomes a whole world. But yet if we don't question it enough, we get carried away with other people's beliefs. So it's really to each person's mm -hmm. own self to find what balance that would be for them. And, and that's why you love chaos right anybody. there. That's why you love chaos. You know, because it's, uh, if there weren't doubt, your incarnation would be flash paper. Mm -hmm. You know, so we love doubt. So we love all of these things. Exactly. Just yeah. the, what the, the seeing to the other side own. of the coin as far as seeing what your soul really is, because I don't know of anywhere that it's particularly taught what your soul is. I understand the transcendental medication and so forth, but the idea of um, um, being able to hold in your hand the concept of who you really are as far as you being a soul goes, okay, and to understand that this is uh, no brain involved, it doesn't work that way, it's just a, a much higher frequency of who it is you are. And when, these, and when we're down here in the body, and you're pretty deaf to your soul, but the soul will still manage to get guidance into you. Hmm. And uh, that's, that's the, apparently the huge argument people seem to be having. We've seen people just arguing with nothing right in front of them. And that's their, oh, you know that guy. Yes, okay. And that's the soul talking to another soul but if you just take the freeze frame and the person on the subway yelling at the wall, you know, and, and they don't, you know, so you don't see that. But that's really what's going on. We're all completely interconnected. There's a grand total of one family on the planet Earth, and we are well, all members. You know, that's true, and I feel that we all have voices going on in our head, and as long mm -hmm. as we have that wedgie, um, separating us from ourselves, we hear the chatter of our own minds. Once that becomes still, we do start hearing the stream of consciousness that mm -hmm. flows through us. And when we listen to that and, and well become put. masters of our own attention, and I teach mm -hmm. this in Psychic Development Part 1, which is coming up soon if anybody is interested. I may not be teaching that class live too much longer, so if you're interested, go to the website. Um, it's a lot of fun. You learn a lot, and we have a lot of great experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, if we if we um, pro, uh, get ourselves still enough that we can hear these other things, because they're there and we just mingle them with our own chatter and conflict, but if we pull them in and say, I, I'm going to only focus on this, you start getting very clear information. Mm -hmm. And it's a precursor to developing your spiritual um, gifts and your psychic awareness, for sure. Another place where your soul makes itself very apparent in this, is in those moments of um, creativity where, uh, you know, the, whatever work it is that we do that is the 
work that brings us joy. That is the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when uh, you're when you're designing a deck or writing a book or whatever it is you might do, uh, there are moments where the the connection is just so perfect that it is directly the soul, directly connected to the to the being. And those moments are penultimate, but you cannot constantly stay in that state. Well, you know... Well, it's to date, we haven't. Well, I think that's interesting, because I used to say that our ideal state is like Forrest Gump, and I think Forrest Gump was in that state. Yeah. And I had a three-week period where I was able to remain in that state the whole time. And then something kind of threw me out of warp like a top, and I was like, ooh, and then, and then it just kind of spun out. You'd be spinning, but yeah. everything I did, it was like the desire, the perception and everything was always right in the same place. Mm -hmm. And so if I reached for that, it would just magically be there, mm -hmm. magically parking. And, and it wasn't any evaluation. I've long said that we are experiencing or we're measuring, and if we're measuring, we're unhappy. If we're experiencing, mm -hmm. we're happy. And that if you can live in pure experience, uh, that's wonderful, but we are so trained that we're lazy bums, we're going to mess up, we're gonna fall off a cliff, yeah. we're gonna step on a rake and get slapped in the face. All these things, blah, 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 if we don't measure and perceive everything that's going on through a critical, the evaluator. But, you know, that's part of the journey, don't, I'm not there 100%. I did it for yeah, three no, weeks, no and I is. can manage it for a certain percentage of my day. I fall out of it just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. The trick is to judge yourself less each time and recover quicker until eventually you just won't. Yeah, if you are incarnate, you are a work in progress. That is the deal. Mm -hmm. uh, past that point, much, much further on in the evolution of a soul, you, you get to incarnate as a planet. You get to incarnate as... Um, Entire galaxy is in soul. The entire of the galaxy is, in a way, a single being. And each galaxy is as though a cell in a much bigger being, and much bigger and much bigger and much bigger. So you can see how we're kind of starter level down yeah, here. Yeah. And that's a very well, good perspective to have because you don't, as we say, it's completely safe. You can be a planet that blows up and you'll still be you know, you'll just go on to whatever's next. Yeah, and if you look at it non-linearly, that we are all just manifesting on different dimensional, we are the same thing manifesting on different dimensional levels. Mm -hmm. So there isn't even the child and the adult, me walking toward that. It just is all self-inclusive, which, just think about that for a moment, because it's just kind of occurring to me. Mm -hmm. How beautiful would this reality be our if experience we up being here. That way. Well, uh, no, I mean, how beautiful, well, that, yeah, but how beautiful would this Earth experience be, this 3D experience be, if we didn't think of ourselves as failing and messing up and that we are now progressing into something better? That what if this were completely self contained and it was just as regal and beautiful and full and rich and expansive as every other dimension? It's just different. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to. Um, nurture that within myself uh, because I think there's great, great fodder with that. Mm -hmm. But it is time for the duck. And here's our duck dangling mic. Thank you for dangling. Okay, and one of the Mary's Magical Message cards I got. You are feeling, you are finding something you had lost. This is my favorite one. 
Is it an object, a passion, a relationship, information, or you? You're finding something you had lost. Romance, candlelight, warm fires, open hearts. Love is surrounding you right now. Are you ready to go deeper? Hmm. All right. Are you nice ready to go soul. deeper? Yeah. Love is that's surrounding you. That's the true essence of the soul. Is this uh, love? That's where the soul is uh, mm -hmm. flowing through you purely. Yeah. And then the experience and the brain measuring everything, and then that literally wears, you know, the, the concept. And because we we simply will not allow ourselves to be, well, the word's happy. You know, the, so this whole thing, yeah. But it is possible. It's possible to be extremely happy. Yeah, I it's tell you, I every day that goes world. by, yeah. it just... You know, sometimes I just feel like crying in gratitude mm -hmm. for the wonderful awareness that just comes to me every day that expands, and I'm not different than anyone else. Everyone has it. I just feel very grateful for it because I feel like there's so much more to discover. I remember when I first discovered the Seth books back in the mm -hmm. late 70s, early 80s, when I read the words, your beliefs create your reality, and it it was like I cried in glee inside my soul. It's like, yes! <laughs> and it, every day became an adventure to me as I discovered these. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, yes. My name is Jordan, Jordan Hendrickson. How are you? Good. How well, are good. you? What can good. We do? What can we do for you? Okay. Well, I guess we're here to discuss the production. Uh, I've got Max Quantum on the line with me. Hey, Max, would you give a shout-out? Okay, we've got cross yo, yo. wires. Pat, Pat or, or whoever's got the phones, why don't we go ahead and disconnect, and maybe we can... Yeah, can call, call back. back. Yeah, please, this seems to be a tech on our end. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays later, if anyone would like to join us. Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle. Yes, and, and also I would, I would like to um, ask people to share the show with your friends. Yeah. Uh, because this is, uh, we bring these concepts down to help you apply them to your life. They're not just, we're not just here for an inspiration. We're here to help you to live your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, we share our journey with you so that you can uh, get inspiration for your own journey too. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith, hey, Edith. how are we doing? Good. I love a reading from Mary. Um, thanks, and I'll just take it off the air. Oh, thank bye -bye. you. It's always so lovely to hear your voice, and we so appreciate you calling. We appreciate all of our callers calling in. The first card is the card of flexibility. And really, when we're flexible, I mean, we all know the whole thing of the flexible tree bends and the stiff tree breaks in a wind and all that. But being flexible is good for the soul, too. Be on so many levels, being flexible. What we, what happens is we get afraid that we're gonna, people are gonna walk all over us, and that's a whole different thing by us not standing up for ourselves. And I feel like you're reaching this new equilibrium within yourself that is helping things, um, helping you to really understand. And it looks like the end of a cycle is here, new horizons are coming, and maybe even a new job or home or something that there might even be an opportunity for a move in some way. Uh, I would just say be open to that, maybe dream with that, 
as you go to bed to get insight into what would be the right thing. The solitude card, I love this, the idea of this, this teepee out in the middle uh, with the fire and the water, and um, it's just w wonderful. But yet in the distance, there are these little uh, camp encampments of other people. I think we all crave that, and each of us has a different balance. I remember somebody I worked with was from Russia, and she was saying that uh, where she was from, the, the personal space is like this, and she came here and everybody stands like three feet apart. We all have our personal space about what we want to be close to. And so this is encouraging you to find yours. And I think that it's okay if you like a little bit more personal space. Honor that within yourself and don't judge it as being, oh, maybe I'm too aloof or whatever. So yeah, thank you. very good. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Uh, my name is Fran, and I would like a reading, please. It's about the relationship that I'm in, and it's about the job. I'm hoping that it will become a permanent. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, which one's more, more important, the relationship? Um, I think so. I think so. Okay, let's do that, and then uh, if something comes about the job, too, we'll see what happens there. Okay. Well, look at the relationship, new love. <laughs> Now this is uh, supposed to be an egg. I know it's kind of an odd shape because of the drawing program I had, but it, it is new love hatching out of an egg. Now that doesn't mean that you have to have a new person coming into your life, but what it's talking about is that you are opening up and ready for something to crack open and change in this relationship. Um, the gratitude is, is First of all, we feel the gratitude, the gift comes, and then we continue to feel the gratitude. What it's saying is that this gift, there's some gift within yourself and in this relationship that it's time to unwrap, to open up, and to reveal really what's there. And your, your mind and your heart seem to be in opposition uh, a little bit here. The mind may be getting some red flags occasionally or whatever. And, at, at any rate, just go ahead and jump head first into it. Look at it, open it up, and then be flexible. What is it that you can live without and what is your bottom line that you won't live without? It'll give you a lot of insight into that. Now, are you still on the line? Is she still on the line? No? No. Okay, I'll pull a, I can't remember what she said about her job. job. wants to know if it's permanent. Permanent. Let me just pull a couple Attention. more cards. Uh, the messages, from from heaven essentially like messages from spirit i feel that that this might be taken literally like the letter sometimes that could be like an offer letter mystical experiences i feel let me see if i can translate that whether this is going to be permanent and obviously nothing's permanent but i get what you mean by that i am feeling like there's going to be something else that comes along so it's not so much that you're going to get kicked out of there but that you might leave that there's a better offer coming. Maybe something you applied for a long time ago. So thank you. Hi, caller. No? Okay. Okay. So all of this and more. Well, shall we do an affirmation? Sure. Um, throat chakra, I surf on the waves of creation and I'm always in my balance. Mm, this is good. Yes. So, and the affirmations are designed to counteract beliefs that told you otherwise. Mm -hmm. So they're keys that unlock things. Yeah. They're like a rife machine for the spirit. Yeah, so we were saying the soul is in a 
plain sight, and it really is, once you have the eyes to recognize <coughs> the soul's, um, wouldn't say agenda, the soul's contribution to the incarnation, because mm -hmm. uh, really the brain does do a very good job of taking over <laughs> what's going on. And really the heart is the direct connect to the soul every time. Yeah, I just was thinking, like any relationship, it takes getting to know each other before you can work in perfect tandem. Mm -hmm. It takes accepting self and accepting each other. And that is a process. So any anything, whether it's your soul and your head, your head and your heart, your dog and yeah. your cat, whatever that is within you, it's a, it's a dance. And the path of getting them to work in synergistic harmony is why we are, it's part of the deal here, so. Yeah, another one is oh, that souls are non-gender specific, mm -hmm. which is why we, uh, we've we spoken about that many times. I know we have another call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello. Say hello. Jordan? Jordan, hey. hey. How are we doing? Hey, this is uh, Jordan Hendrickson. Yes, what can we do for you? We just have it's, a couple minutes here. Of on the roof, and I've got Max Longton on the line. Max, speak. Max? I think that's a wrong number, actually. Wrong number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's trying to relay somebody, but anyway. Um, now, there's no wrong number, obviously, so some part of his soul wanted to uh, connect with some part of, of all of our souls, so welcome, Jordan, yeah. for that. And, uh, and? Yeah, I suppose that wouldn't, yeah, I suppose that isn't connected yes. in that way. I hadn't thought of that. Mm -hmm. And remember that you can, there's a lot of things you can do on our website, and you can listen to meditations and uh, all of our podcasts, all of our, uh, which are our shows in audio form. I convert them to audio mm -hmm. and upload them so you can listen to them on your iPod or your phone on the subway or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can also watch the video in our archives going way back, um, at, least, at least 10 years. Or maybe, I don't remember uh, long, how far back. Many, many shows. But I may bring back a throwback. That's the new word. Um, we have discs of us from the year 2000 and 2001. Mm -hmm. So I might be posting some of those shows and we'll look like youngsters. Neville will have real long hair and no beard. and Completely different look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we so watch for those. It'll be fun. It is the nature. Yeah. It is our nature to change and evolve. Mm -hmm and accepting, and that is really the nature of it. That's all the experiencing ever does, is keep things yeah. moving. But the soul is immortal, that's another point we would like to make. And another, you will be reincarnating, go yes, ahead. Yes, um, I'm also doing EFT level one and two coming up, so if you're interested, let us know. So you'll do a lot of your own profound healing in those several days too. And we're doing a serpent mount trip. Oh, yeah. And I've got that posted all online. So Excellent. if you're interested, let us know. And please tell your friends who may be interested. Yeah, the Serpent Mound is just an indescribable experience. Ineffable, indescribable, as they say. Indescribable, that's yeah. what you are. So, uh, and again, if you're not doing anything, come join us at uh, Ruby Tuesdays, and we'll be there in a little while. A witty while. Yeah. All right, so it was our joy and honor to take you to the door, and I invite you to explore your soul and check out our archives, especially the uh, Transforming Energy three-part series. It gives you lots of tips, lots of tangible yeah. educational stuff. And accepting your own nature is a very good one. Many of them. 
and then that gave way to accepting other people's nature. Or in three seconds. Okay. I meant two seconds. I meant one second. The arms of love enfold me with its gentleness and wisdom. Works for us. Thank you.